Hey friends, I'm Jordan. And I'm Shelby. And you're you're listening listening to to the Cultivate Women's Podcast. We are pastor's wives at Passion Creek Church, and we exist to encourage and empower women to cultivate a life that is rooted in Christ. We invite you to join us as we walk through what that looks like in the context of friendship, leadership, relationships, and hardships. So today's episode is on leadership, and so we are interviewing Shay Van Camp. Um, you can tell by the last name, she's my <laughs> sister-in-law, um, my husband's brother, or sister, <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, and she is now our worship leader, but wasn't always. When we launched the church, um, she wasn't, I don't even think you were singing. Not at the very beginning. Yeah, right. so from the very beginning, like she was just serving in other ways, and now she's mm-hmm. leading us in worship. And so we're really excited to kind of bring you... Um, her story and how she got into the position of leadership and kind of her take on all of that. And so we've got some questions for her. Shelby and I will be kind of taking turns interviewing, asking the questions, and we'll just kind of get to know Shay. Sounds good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Shay, we're so excited to talk to you um, and just kind of see what you have to say about um, leadership, especially as like a woman and especially as like a young woman in leadership. So have you always felt called to be a worship leader or kind of how did you even get started in worship and just kind of your story right yeah what's crazy is so my dad started a church when I was six years old so I feel like I've been in the ministry world my whole life but I never thought worship was something I would be a part of um I actually always thought I'd be in the kids ministry because I love kids I still do and so I always thought I don't know I'd be a kids director teach fifth and sixth or something with Mm -hmm. kids and then um just a year ago I that all changed for me and I decided hey I love worship so actually it all started um I was singing backup with Chaz for probably a year yeah a couple years ago and I did that literally because I was a girl Trey's like I'm a guy our entire band's a guy the leader's <laughs> like a guy female voice yeah we need some kind of girl to show like we love women <laughs> so I literally went up there backup I was like you can turn me off I don't care so I was just kind of up there. I'd never had like a solo or anything. I was just there. And um, it was fun. Like I loved hanging out with the band and it was really fun. But that I did that quite like a year probably. Probably about. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing crazy. And then um, what's crazy is I did feel called to um, lead worship probably like almost exactly a year ago. Like it was around Easter. Mm-hmm. And um, we actually had a worship night. And I remember trying to make up excuses not to go because practice was horrible and I was like this is embarrassing like I led I think two of the like nine songs and I was just like this is horrible like I was like mom I'm sick I cannot go this like is- you felt horrible about yourself doing the it whole or thing. the whole thing the whole thing okay. <laughs> just nothing was going right because we tried to do Passion Creek and Heart Cry and it was right. like our vibes just yeah. didn't go together yeah it was so bad then we I went I just pushed through and it was the best worship night we've ever had like God took control because the practice was so horrible and everything turned out so great. And it was on my way home, which another weird thing is I took the long way home. Still, that's so not like me. Still don't know why I did that. (laughs) And I was passing ALA. Is that on Hawes? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, on Hawes. And I literally just felt like an emotion, like... I can't really describe it, I guess, but, like, the first time I've ever really felt like God speak to me without speaking, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, no, totally. (laughs) Yeah, and I felt called to be a worship leader, but at this time, we had Chaz, who was great, so I I didn't think it would really be at Passion Creek that I would be a worship leader, and I only told Brendan, and he was like, cool, like, you didn't really care, (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, I don't know what this means, but I feel like I'm going to be a worship leader. And so then I literally went on with my life. I kind of forgot about it. Yeah. And then um, 
yeah, that's kind of how all that started. God put it on my heart. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's super cool. That's such a cool story, though. Um, especially considering, like, you had never even thought about oh, no. it as an option. Like, I never really viewed myself as somebody that really even sings. Like, I enjoy right, singing, yeah. but nothing, like, in front of people. I don't right, know. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like even when, I mean, like, you were in choir at one point, weren't you? Like, I was in junior school? high, and I hated okay. it. Like, I literally hated it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, but I could do harmonies. Like, my teachers would always be like, it's so natural for you to find them. Mm-hmm. But I never really was like, I love it. It was just right. kind of like something, something you did. Yeah. yeah. It was okay. weird. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Totally. Um, so, having stepped into that role, like, what did that look like? What did that transition look right. like? Right. So, I was kind of thrown into it, kind of not, because I did feel called to it. Mm-hmm. But, so what happened was, Chaz, he called us probably like three weeks after the worship night roughly yeah and was like hey trey um i'm moving out of state and it was kind of like what like i was like (laughs) no you're not because i knew i would be the next one up because i sing background like you're the only other singer up there, right and so i was like no like i was literally freaking out (laughs) and so i was like okay i'll do it just for a period of time until somebody god gives us somebody right and so it's crazy because like i feel like if i didn't get pushed into it i wouldn't have done it you know like yeah trey wasn't like you're it and right. it was this summer, which is kind of helpful because in Arizona, we don't have as many people in the summer. So yes. I kept saying that in my mind, like, it's just the summer. We'll find somebody by the fall. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And so the very, I, you guys probably remember this and I don't like to bring it up, <laughs> but the very first Sunday I led our screen with the words yes. went off. I didn't have paper. I didn't know the words. So my very first experience was horrible. <laughs> I was like, I'm never doing this again. I'm humiliated. <laughs> like, it was awful. She's a type six, if you guys don't know. Yes. So she like views everything as like, it was a disaster. Oh, yeah. It really wasn't that bad. It, bad. it was no, it was bad. It was uh, the song Cornerstone, and I'm never doing that again. Even, yes. I don't even remember it. There oh, was a moment God. where she like kind oh. of like stumbled across the words, but it was literally just a moment, oh. and it like oh, it, it wasn't my bad. Life. No, I just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was crazy how that was my first one. I was like, really, right. really, God, really. Yes. So, um, but. Like, the, the next Monday, I woke up, and I was like, you know what? This is what God wanted me to do. I've got to just push through and just try to do better. And so, it's crazy. I feel like a lot of times, I've gotten so down on myself on Sunday afternoons because it didn't go like I planned. But mm-hmm. I wake up Monday like, okay, what are we going to sing? Like, I always wake up excited on Monday. So, right. it's like... That's good. It's encouraging, and I don't know. But there were so many Sundays that I wanted to quit. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. Which makes now so worth it. Because it was like, we've come so long. Like, or I have. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, just so much doubt. And yeah. Well, but. and I think that, like, having been thrown into it, like, you kind of have, like, this perspective of, like, you didn't prepare. Like, you didn't mentally no. get your <laughs> mind ready. You didn't have, like, this yeah. calling over a year's right. periods of time where you, like, had, you know, slowly worked your way in. And you were, like, um, uh, like, you know, someone took you along what is yeah. that like, oh, mentor. like an apprentice like, yeah like an yeah. apprentice like, a, like yeah. you didn't go right. through this process of like someone slowly leading you into it right. it was like hey shay we don't have anything else let's throw you in yeah. the deep end yeah. and you're gonna figure right. it out which thankfully i was on stage with Chaz for a year prior because mm-hmm. i feel like if that hadn't been the case that's i true. wouldn't have done it because like true. just being in front of people is a huge thing yeah. for me like yeah, scary yeah. which i mean it still is for me but um like I feel like I'm getting better more and more comfortable and if I hadn't done that for a year just back up I would have 
I couldn't have done that. Right. So it's yeah. cool to see God's timing and God's placing. Right. And yeah. at the moment, it didn't make sense. But looking back, it's like, wow, God, it's timing is literally perfect. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I think it's also super crazy and like very like God, because I feel like yeah. when he places something on your heart or calls you to some area of your life, he either um, like he calls you and then he throws you into it yeah. or he calls you and then you wait forever. So I think <laughs> it really depends on like the type of personality that you have. Right. So I feel like when you are super like you're ready to do it, God humbles you and he gives you that period mm-hmm. of time where you're just not doing it. And you know you're called right. to do it, but you're like, God, and I when? I thought that's what I right. was doing yeah. originally when right. God called me at yeah. worship night. I figured like years down the road, years. Right. Like, but that's like comforting to you. Yeah. Like knowing like, oh, this will be in the future. I, exactly. And so I feel like God used that to be like, nope, yeah. I'm going to throw you into yeah, it. Yeah, it was so weird. And I literally forgot about that calling when that yeah. originally happened. It wasn't until like I would say like three weeks later that Brendan actually reminded me because I only told him and nobody else because I don't know why I just didn't and he reminded me of that and then it was like oh yeah I need to do my best because this is what God called me to do right and it was like mind-blowing and I think I still didn't tell like anyone for a really long time because I wasn't as good as I wanted to be so I was like I can't tell people this is what God called me to do I'm not even good at it so It took me a long time. And I used to be, like, really emotional saying that story, which, like, I don't know why. I guess because it was just something that I'd experienced that I don't know how to verbalize. Yeah. And so now, like, I don't have a problem telling people. But for a long time, it was weird for me because I didn't know what, how, like, I couldn't explain explain it. it. It was like God spoke very intimately to you about something. And it was, yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, yeah, Yeah. it was so weird. So I couldn't tell people. Like, I didn't know how. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so that was something really special in my life that happened. So that's cool. Um, so you talked a little bit about like the doubt that you kind of mm-hmm. had to go through. Do you think that um, I don't know? How did you like overcome that doubt? And do you think that like your age and your experience, like, because I know that you said you barely were up there right. for like a year. Do you think that that played into your doubt? And then kind of how did you overcome that? And how right. how have you like where are you now with all of that? Yeah, so I'm a type six, so I doubt everything, like no matter what. I feel like age is something, if it wasn't my age, it would be something else. Right. And so I'm just, um, like, they always say, like, King Josiah, he got thrown into it when he was eight years old. So Mm -hmm. it's like, God will use anybody and everybody. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, I don't feel qualified, but that's what's so cool is that God feels like I can take this responsibility, and I'm learning so much, which is really fun too, but... um. I feel like I always have doubt, and but then I know that that's how the enemy likes to take me over is through right. doubt. So I try just to trust God, and th- that's a lot easier said than done. But, right. <laughs> you know, so I definitely do struggle with doubt in really every area of my life. So I wouldn't say just my age is, yeah, like, there's always something. But you just have to put your trust in God. And, you know, I'm so confident that it's where God put me that that helps me overcome that, if that makes sense. No, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. And I guess to give some context, because I guess not everybody knows how old you are, but how True. old are you? Yeah. <laughs> True. So I'm 20, but I felt called when I was 19. So I started when I was 19. Right, yeah, which is amazing. And I look so even cool. younger than that. <laughs> so it's like, it's like a 12-year-old up there. Like, <laughs> no. So do you, so you kind of like got thrown into that. You've had doubt, like all of that. So do you see yourself now, like as the actual leader? Or did that take time? Like how yeah, did that, that make that transition in your mind from like a backup to right. like actual leader? And I choose the songs, like I'm at, 
not just like a leader like from the viewpoint of like the congregation Mm -hmm. okay yeah she leads but like do you feel like the actual leader of the band I feel like only recently that's been the case and like I'm really lucky that the group I'm with is really chill and Mm -hmm. easygoing and like they're awesome. I literally have, like, the best team ever, and it scares me because they're all so young, and most of them are in college, so it's like, they're not allowed to leave me, but <laughs> I, it's fine. But I would say it's taking me a really long time to accept that, and it's a lot more than just choosing songs. Like, leading worship, I've learned. I didn't know prior to being that, but you're leading people um, to have that vertical connection with God, and when, or at least when I sing, that's where I'm the least distracted because, like, when I read my Bible – a lot of times I'll read things out of context or I get distracted mm-hmm. very easily. And it's in worship, I feel the like I'm with God. Right. And that's like, does that make sense? Like there's no distractions because you yeah. know the words you're going to say and mm-hmm. they're over your life. And um, I like to think like I want our music to be so good that people forget it's a song and that it's like a prayer to God. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it also just brings so much joy. I have found just you know, when you sing, it brings joy. And all yeah. over the Bible, they always connect those two. So it's, like, crazy to think I'm leading people. Like, it's kind of scary, actually, because that's a big responsibility. <laughs> yeah. But I do feel like my team also, I they're definitely leaders, too. Like, they play such a huge role. It's not like I'm their dictator or mm-hmm. something. Right. Yeah. And so um, I definitely take everything they say very seriously, and I consider everything they say. But they also respect me, which I'm so thankful that I have such a great group. And so, yeah, I'm still kind of like, that's weird. And I definitely like Lexi, I love her and I let her lead songs and I, but she still gives me the role of being the worship leader. So like, it's really cool how we grow together, but I get to let her lead the congregation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Super awesome. Yeah. So what would be, what do you think is like the most challenging part of leading worship? Like being a worship right. leader. So I would say the number one thing that I didn't expect what is all the criticism you get, which okay. like was with is with any Anything, leadership. Yeah. Yeah. When you put yourself out there, people are gonna say something yeah. and at the beginning it really hurt a lot. Like people would say, you know, practice was rough, but once you actually went got going, it was really good. And it's like oh, maybe you thought that was nice and yeah, something right. I needed to hear, but that really actually hurt and yeah. that was not nice. Like yeah. <laughs> And so I've had to learn to just like people are people and not take things so seriously from them because I know it's what God wants me to do. And so the criticism from that or like people are like, Your voice has gotten so much better. But I feel like my voice has always been the same. It's just my confidence has changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like it used to be a lot more shaky or Right. You know, things like you're that. Like the way you like the way right. you you like hold yourself on stage has yeah. changed. Mm-hmm. Your voice yeah. hasn't changed. Exactly. So like when people tell me that it's kinda like you know like yeah I know they don't mean to hurt my feelings but it's kind of like right. oh that, that was kind of mean yeah <laughs> so that's something I've had to just overcome and just pray about and try to forget about it and not let it just because I know the enemy uses that against me mm-hmm. because I'm really hard on myself anyways so when I hear other people feed into that it's easy just to give up right yes. so that was one thing um Another one is that to say no to people because being in the church world, you want everyone to serve. Like Mm -hmm. we're all called to serve in some way. 
but some people just aren't meant to be in the worship team which is seems mean to say but if they don't know how to play the instrument hit the notes or like sing like right that's going to be a distraction to the congregation and that's that's not what we need and so something that's been really hard for me is because I want everyone to be happy especially with me I don't like people to be mad at me but it's like being a leader you have to be the bad guy for the Mm. sake of your people so that's something I'm still struggling I'm not good at it I (laughs) go to my team I go to Caleb a lot to be like can you be the bad guy and like (laughs) tell them to stop like I don't know what they're trying to do but so that's something that I'm still working on and that's with everyday life you know you you need to um do what's best for the people you're leading. Mm-hmm. So just definitely saying no. One of my mentors mentioned the fast no is a lot easier than the hot, like the long weighted no. Meaning like if you just tell them like that's just not really where we're at. If you say that before they try and they practice and whatever and then right, tell them no, right. that's a lot hurtful to more hurtful to them. So that's something I'm still learning how to be completely honest and genuine without like with love though right and like direct them to a new thing like also like if you're at a greeter but you're not a nice person you're not supposed to really be a greeter so like that's just like every leader like any leadership role yeah yeah you have to be good at what you're doing and some people may not know their strengths so I try to help them find a new direction (laughs) yeah (laughs) even though it's hard but um that's something I'm still learning another thing is um that I don't really like being in front of people which is like crazy because the van camps are like natural at it but me I'm like the least outgoing person like of my family so that's something that I've struggled with is especially talking I don't know why like praying and talking is so hard for me in front of people like I'd rather just sing because I know what I'm gonna say yeah Yeah, but that's that's, yeah so and I think people think it should be natural for me because of my family background and it's just not right so I'm usually I like it when people approach me more than me going to approach others but when Mm -hmm. you're a leader you need to approach others and Mm -hmm. be that so that's something I'm still figuring out and learning so yeah that's good yeah no I think that and I think too you like look very approachable and you look very welcoming so I think that kind of I mean, I don't know if that makes you feel better about <laughs> it or, like, more confident about it. Um, but, yeah, that makes sense. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know why it's, like, hard for me. I don't know. Like, it's definitely out of my comfort zone to just be like, hi, how are you? Right. Like, and start We talked about this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, some people, it's just so easy for them. Yeah. I'm not one of those. People. Like, <laughs> uh, it's so hard for me. Unless I know you, obviously, then I'm going right, to talk to yeah. you. But <laughs> yeah, so hard. And I, I think know. with the saying no to people, that's, like, something that I have a really hard time with as well. Like, because yeah. I want everybody to, I just want everyone to be happy right so like I don't and that's a good thing but it could be like you have to being a leader you have to watch that you know right yeah yeah like ultimately what's more important is they're like furthering their walk with Christ not Mm -hmm. them just being happy so like they may like want to do this but like no like this isn't your gifting like let's dive into what is your gifting and let's lead you in that direction is way better than like I just want everyone to be happy, so I'm going to let this go on that's going to disrupt Sunday morning service, like all of these things, Mm -hmm. like, and making that distinction as a leader is a really hard thing to do. One thing I really appreciate about Lexi, which for those that don't know, she sings with me um, on Sunday mornings. She came up to me and was like, I like to sing. I don't know if I'm good at it. I'll just come to a practice and you tell me, like, it's okay (laughs) if I don't fit in. And I was like... You know, at first I was like, what? Like, whatever. And then, but now I, like, really respect that. It's like, that was so sweet of her to let me have that role of deciding. Right. And she's amazing, which is awesome. She is, totally. But, like, 
you know, she she came with that spirit of just what's best for the church. Yeah. And so that's actually opened my eyes to all areas of my life. Like that might not be the role that I'm supposed to be in. And that's important to like recognize that if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, yeah, totally. Um, so now that you've been leading worship for a while now, do you see, um, I don't know, like that role of leadership kind of like seep into other areas of your life? Like I know you said you really thought that you would be called to do like children's ministry right. and things like that. And now that you've been a worship leader and like you stepped into that leadership role, do you see yourself like taking leadership in other areas of your life as well? Right. Yeah, I totally do. Um, one big thing is like my confidence has changed. Um, and like saying no and yes to people and just being really open and honest in everyday life, not just in worship. And then another thing is it's opened my eyes to see people's struggles. Like having a group, you really get to get close with them and rub elbow, elbows and see where they are in life. And it's like, wow, we all struggle. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times when you show up to church, everyone has a smile on their face mm-hmm. and you kind of forget like everyone has these struggles. And so being in this leadership role, I've gotten to see my group just grow in their faith and also be broken which is like it's comforting because it's like yeah I feel broken too sometimes I'm worn out and I don't want to sing either and like it's cool to see our group you know being a leader of a group and we just try to encourage each other because we all are broken another thing that I have learned in all areas of my life is just to do everything for the glory of God and not man because you're never gonna please everyone and so and it makes it so much more rewarding when you remember this is not for yourself this is for God it doesn't matter you know if you're pleasing men because they're not going to be happy so um that's something I've tried to put in every area of my life is just you know is this what God would want me to do because he's the only one that matters ultimately Mm -hmm. and so and I hope that like I rub that off to other people too um that yeah it's just if we try to please man we're not going to right like there's always going to be somebody who's criticizing no matter right what all the things you do right Right. right, right, quote unquote. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, who's yeah. to say what's the right way and what's the wrong yeah. way? So, and I feel like that's really the biggest thing I've learned from this leadership role is how much that before this leadership role, I was trying to please people because mm-hmm. you're not going to. So, yeah, 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 that makes sense. So, what are some things you've learned or advice that you would share um, about leading others well? I would say the biggest thing I've learned most recently is to encourage your team. Oh, that's good. Um, I feel like for me, I originally just figured they knew I loved them and they knew I was grateful and they knew they were awesome. But um, just recently, like, I felt like our team was kind of getting burnt out. I was too. Like, just, you know, like, you work so hard and they all have their lives, school, everything, and they come to practice. And Mm -hmm. then we have, so it's like, that can get tiring. And so I found when you encourage your group and remind them that you're grateful for them, remind them how awesome they are. And yeah. um, it changes them. They they get a little perk, you know, and then yeah. and it also it helps you as a leader like, oh, like they do enjoy this. And right. so a lot of times you forget to encourage. And yeah. so it's really important that you you encourage your team and that you fight for your team. You know, if they're yeah. everyone has bad days. And so be understanding and still fight for them and want them and encourage them to keep playing. And so those are big things um, for any leadership role. Yeah. Um, another thing is just to trust your team. Like when I'm singing up there, I I try to put all my trust in them, not worry about what they're doing, but to trust them and that they've got your back. Um and that's with all leadership, obviously, just because if they feel that you trust them, then they'll do what 
they're supposed to do i guess right yeah. it's like they need to know what you expect of them and that you think they're gonna do that do it yeah Does that make sense? No, i think it, get, it brings a level of comfort too because i yeah. feel like if you're if your leader doesn't trust you you're like oh my gosh i don't want to let them down like exactly. i don't want to disappoint them yeah. and i just want to live up to it um but that makes sense like if you, everybody on the team is comfortable with who's leading them and they're comfortable with their abilities and it makes it easier to kind of do something that's genuine and authentic and like right. sounds good. Yeah. And yeah. it's grown our group. You yeah. know, when you trust each other, it grows and, um, and you just have this bond that like no one can break. You feel like, so that's a huge thing. Another thing is to be clear and honest. You can't be clear enough in my opinion, <laughs> especially like when we're leading worship, I, you don't want to assume that they know when to come in or they know mm-hmm. yeah. where you're going to go because then it's going to be a train wreck. So you need to be clear and honest and not give people a false peace. Me, like we talked about this this week that you can't just assume that um, or just put off, you know, the conflict or the trouble things. You need to right. address it and not just ignore it and create a false peace because Jesus himself, he confronted the conflict, obviously mm. out of love, but you know, when you're leading people, there will be conflict and you need to address. It's a lot easier said than done, yeah. but you need to address it and not ignore it or else it could potentially break your team. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So those are things that I'm trying to learn to lead up. I'm not a pro <laughs> at all. So I'm still learning how to lead people, but it's been really fun. Right. That's cool. And I think it's good to like, you're very like humble about your experience. Like you I'll I just think reiterate about how much you don't feel like you know everything, but you are learning. Right. And I, and I mean, cool. if you've been with us since the summer, you've seen <laughs> I have struggled like major. And especially when I was the only singer and I'd come to worship like sick and like right. I have no voice. Yeah. Well, I was it. And so people right. would come up to me like, oh, I know you're sick, but you know, you push through. And it's like, thanks. Like, <laughs> you know, thanks. So it was very humbling. <laughs> like, you know, and now I have legacy, which I'm so thankful for. And other, other people that are now stepping into that to mm-hmm. where I'm not as straining or whatever. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it has been very humbling to say the least. <laughs> So I've been through it, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, and I feel like you're still really early on in your journey, right, too. Yeah, like, right. you've still got so far to go. Um, but it's just been, it's been so cool to watch, even just now to this point, how far you've come. Yeah. And then it's exciting to look forward and think how far you're going to go. Yeah. yeah if that makes sense. Yeah, thanks. Like, I have no idea where, right. where life's going to take me, so we'll see. <laughs> so last question what advice would you give to girls or women out there who don't think they have what it takes to be a leader? I would say, like, nobody has what it takes. Like, I feel like I really don't have what it takes, so you just got to do it. Um, I feel like in my situation, I did get pushed. I probably wouldn't have done it if I didn't get thrown into it. Um, so that is kind of unique to my story, but just go for it. And another thing is, like, pray for your calling. For me, mm. um, my siblings got called into the ministry very young like Trey was like 13 13. my Uh sister is I think like 16 or something and um so for me I wasn't until I was 19 which is still young but to me I was like old because my siblings are so young yeah and I was thinking like god am I the only one the only van camp that's not going to be in the ministry which like your prayers can be not necessarily ministry but where can you grow in your business or wherever but for me I wanted to be somewhere in the ministry and so I would pray for that all the time And I always look back and wonder how many times it got put me there and I ignored it. Like, you got to be open to it and 
just go for it. And so, yeah, I was 19, which I felt like was late. So just keep pushing through, keep praying and be open to opportunities. Um, And then you'll be amazed when God, you know, gets you through, gets you through it and pushes you out of your comfort zone. Like I would have never thought I'd be in front of people because that's just so not me. Mm -hmm. So you just have to be open and trust God and trust his timing and go for it (laughs) yeah totally I felt like I like what you said like you have to be open you didn't necessarily see this for your life oh not at all but but that's the point like we may have like this view of how we're gifted and how we um can operate and we think okay because of this these are the areas that I can lead or I can serve I I would be best at but we only see like a very narrow version of things whereas Mm -hmm. like God's got like the overhead Mm -hmm. view of like and obviously he knows where he wants us to go right so having that open mind like to think okay I'm gonna step back and say whatever area of Mm -hmm. ministry I'll be willing to serve in now let's right. see like where that's going to take yeah. me versus I think that this is the area I should go in. So I'm going to ignore every right. other opportunity right. that's thrown my way. And I'm going to wait till that. Yeah. Like I'm sitting here like, okay, open the door, open the yeah. door, open the door. When it's like, you've got five other doors open here mm-hmm. in this one area and that you just keep ignoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad always tells um, my family that if God showed you the whole plan, you would say no. Like for his, for my dad, when he planted a church when I was six, we went through really, really lows and, but it made the highs worth all the lows. Mm, And so it's like, if God would have shown us that end view already, we probably wouldn't have gone through all of that because it's like, if we would have seen how many times we were desperate and things we probably wouldn't have even started a church right you yeah. would have been I mean? like that's not the way like, yeah that's not so it's what? like it's cool like god does that on purpose he doesn't show us everything because we would say no mm-hmm. you know yeah. so um and then it's really fun just to look back and just be like oh god that's what you were doing like, i didn't <laughs> yeah. even realize that yeah because so. we'll get the you know as humans we think we know so much right like, we think we have it all figured out and we know exactly what's best for us yeah and what's gonna be the best idea yeah so you know god like our minds are so simple like when you compare it to god right. and like what his plans are that like we we wouldn't be able to comprehend and really like we wouldn't be confident in ourselves or anything right. if we saw what we were going to do in life and then every little step every little failure that's going to take to get there mm-hmm. like the end result may look awesome and amazing and you're like oh yeah I could totally do that but all of this to get to that there's no way no like that's too hard I don't want to go through all of that struggle heartache like I'm gonna bow out like Mm -hmm. no thanks I'll find another calling yeah and all the people that in your mind like disappoint you or like things like they let you down it's like it's not fun to go through that totally you know and so far in my ministry like so far leading worship I've really only had one thing that's like a person where it just really hurt me and I know there's going to be more down the road but it's like you know you have to go through those and God still there and I mean last Sunday was our Easter Sunday and it was so powerful and so awesome and it's just like you know people are seasonal which is sad to say because it's like I want you guys forever but you know it's that so you just have to realize that God has a plan and he has a plan for that other person too Mm -hmm, and we just weren't in the same boat at that time yeah so yeah, you just have to trust his timing, and even though it doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you know? So. <laughs> yeah, um, I think everything you said was awesome, Shay. Uh, we're so happy that you could join us for our podcast. Thanks. And honestly, like, as your friend, it's super cool to just um, 
see like not only your confidence but I feel like your like your passion and your fire right. for worship yeah to see it like progress and it like makes me like emotional Aww. and it like makes me <laughs> it like is super encouraging for me just knowing like how many like challenges you've had and also knowing like how much you didn't feel like you could do this right and then seeing you do it and do it so well is just so cool it just makes thanks me really yeah but yeah no we're super happy to have you and we think that you're a great leader oh thank yeah. you yeah and, and I, we i love like how unique your story is like yeah. just because yeah. you are young i mean like you say like 19 was old to get a calling but like in reality to like right people who are in leadership, exactly. like you're young yeah. yeah um and so it's really cool to see like that you're young, that you're female, like all of these things and mm. how um, how that plays a role in our church. Like, it's mm-hmm. really cool to see, like, yes, like, it's awesome, like, to have, like, male leaders. And I think that that's what, like, the Bible has, like, placed right. men in forms of leadership for a reason. But it's really cool to see women step into roles of leadership in the church and, right. like, yeah. feel it, confident in that. Mm-hmm. And, and see how God has used you, like, yeah. as, like – a young woman in our church is just so cool and so encouraging totally um yeah i just think it's awesome yeah we hope that you guys are just as encouraged um reach out to shay if you have questions like she's on instagram um shay van camp and so she would love to just talk more about this if that's something that you'd be interested in if you're young um if you have an interest in leading worship anything like that like Mm -hmm. i'm sure she would love to talk to you yeah um we're just so so thankful we hope that you got encouraged out of this podcast and you just enjoyed listening to her story yeah (laughs) thank you (laughs) 